You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. As always, it's a pleasure to be with you, especially when it comes to the morning after a Braves walk-off win. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, all our great podcast content at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, as well as free on all podcast platforms. If, if, if it's available for you to listen to podcasts on, that's where we'll be. Just hit that subscribe button. Let you know when content will be available, and it's especially great at the start of the week as new episodes of the Battery Power Podcast, Road to Atlanta Podcast, and the Daily Hammer, as well as all other podcasts, all are available free on all podcast platforms. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So without a doubt, when it comes to the Braves and their fan base in general, the month of June has given us plenty of reasons to smile. For one, the Braves are now 16-2, including a 14-game winning streak to start the month. The Atlanta offense has emerged as arguably being the best in the National League, hitting home runs left and right. The pitching staff has turned into one of the better ones in the, the majors, and the bullpen itself, obviously, has been very good all season long. The Braves are just playing excellent baseball as of right now. But I find it hard to believe that there was more fun for the team and the fan base than there was last night as the Braves returned home to start a four-game series against the San Francisco Giants. And one of the biggest reasons why it was so much fun is because the, one of the most fun players that I've encountered as a Brave returned to Atlanta to get his World Series ring, and that is one Jock Peterson. We'll talk about Jock a little bit later on in this episode. But of course, with Jock Peterson's arrival back to Atlanta, his return during the week, and then of course, Freddie Freeman's return this weekend, it's going to be a lot of fun for Braves fans this homestand, especially when it comes to the fact that the Braves are now going to be facing off against teams in both the Giants and the Dodgers, who legitimately have, you know, postseason plans. The Braves, for a month straight, coming into this series against the Giants, played against teams who didn't necessarily have a lot of, you know, opportunity. There's not a good outlook for a lot of the teams the Braves have played over the past month in terms of the postseason in 2022. Well, now the Braves have seven straight games. Well, now six against the Giants and Dodgers, two teams that the Braves could be fighting for playoff positioning against as this season goes along. So coming into the game, well, it's going to be interesting to see how the Braves' offense especially responded to better competition with very talented right-handed pitcher Logan um, 
Wade on the Logan Webb, excuse me, on the mound. But of course, the Braves were going to counter with Max Freed. And Max Freed for seven innings last night looked like a pitcher who clearly is one of the leading candidates for the 2022 NL Cy Young Award. Seven innings pitched, eight strikeouts, just basically was in control the whole time. But of course, the eighth inning arrived. And I think that there is valid reasoning as to why. Brian Snicker should have gone to the bullpen to begin the eighth inning, but he decided to stick with Freed with how well he was pitching. Unfortunately, Freed allowed two singles and a walk, and the bases were loaded with no outs with Will Smith, who obviously we know has had his struggles over the past month or so, coming to the mound. And Smith actually, in my opinion, performed quite well, only allowing one hit, to allow the game to be tied one-to-one, but he only allowed one hit and was able to work out of the jam by only giving up one run. So all things considered, I think that it was actually a successful outing for Will Smith. Kenley Jansen then ran, was able to navigate past the, his own troubles in the top of the ninth inning, and then the Braves were able to end it with a walk-off hit. Marcelo Zuna got a big base hit, and then Orlando Arcia, who has shown that he has been more than capable as a fill-in for the injured Aussie Albies, once again comes in, it comes through in the clutch with a walk-off single to win the game. So it was a night where the Braves' offense was struggling. It was a night where the Braves' bullpen was struggling. However, where when they needed it, their ace, Max Reed, was absolutely on his game, and the Braves were able to find a way to win. This is a pure indication that this Braves team, the success that they've experienced over the past three or so weeks, it's not just a byproduct of the competition that they played. Their 14-game winning streak was no fluke. It was one of the better teams in the majors finally finding its groove, finally hitting on all cylinders, finally seeing its talent play to its true level. And because of that, the Braves were able to win a game like they did tonight against a very, very good opponent in the San Francisco Giants. The Braves won a game tonight that they likely would not have won in April or May. And it's because at the end of the day, the Braves were able to cash in. They were able to depend on figuring it out, working through the trouble, figuring out how to limit the overall damage that they faced in the eighth and the ninth innings when it came to Smith and Jensen being on the mound and the Braves' offense shine through. And once again, it wasn't even... You know, the best part of the Braves' offense, it was Marcelo Zuna getting a big base hit and then Orlando Arcia coming through with two outs in the ninth inning. So a lot of fun, starting with Jock Peterson's return, but ending with a walk-off win. A great start for Atlanta to this critical homestand, and hopefully it will provide a boost for the Braves to go on another winning streak, this time against teams that if the Braves continue to win against, it really helps to strengthen their playoff positioning moving forward. So as I mentioned a few minutes ago, while the result on the field last night was very fun to see for Orlando Arcia once again to come through in the clutch and show that he's having an outstanding season so far as a reserve for the Braves and stepping up, you know, in place of Ozzie Albies. The return of Jock Peterson was the story of the night, in my opinion. And and yes, it's very similar, maybe on a grander scale a bit. But just like Orlando Arcia has stepped into the role of one of the, you know, more important beloved Braves in Ozzie Albies, that's exactly what Jock Peterson did last year in multiple ways 
for the Braves. Obviously, last year when Ronald Acuna Jr. went down with the knee injury, it, it did not in any way, shape, or form feel like that the 2021 season would turn into the magical ride that it was. It felt like, you know, I'll be honest, I was one of those who really was thinking, okay, this this unfortunately may just be a year that's not the Braves' year, and, you know, potentially could they, you know, look at seeing what was out there as far as selling pieces off, even, you know, Charlie Morton. I, I discussed that, you know, on multiple platforms at the time, and, and that, you know, just was the thought process when you see a player of the caliber of Ronald Acuna Jr. going down. But then a few days later, the Braves acquired Jock Peterson. And I'll be honest, Jock Peterson overall during the regular season did not make the consistent impact that a Jorge Soler or an Adam Duvall did. But he provided timely hits during the regular season. Obviously, he provided timely home runs and hits during the postseason. But while his performance on the field was huge at times for the Braves. I think the even more important aspect of Jock Peterson's time in Atlanta, which only lasted for a few months, the more important aspect of Jock Peterson's time in Atlanta was the impact that he made on the clubhouse and the fan base. There were stories that came out about how when Jock Peterson and Steven Vogue arrived in trades, you know, to the Braves, kind of towards, you know, the mid of, middle of July, they came into a clubhouse where the vibes and energy weren't that positive. Just because of the Acuna injury, because obviously the Braves had gone through many struggles during last year, you know, injuries, you know, different situations that had occurred, the on-field performance was not going the way the Braves had hoped, both Jock Peterson and Stephen Vogue came to a clubhouse that needed a lift, and that's what they provided. There's a fun factor about Jock Peterson, whether it be, you know, his pearl necklaces, his fun interviews, introducing the wine club that, that became, you know, a story of its own with him and Luke Jackson and Ian Anderson. There was just a clear impact that Jock Peterson, a clear vibe lift, uh, you know, vibe lift, energy lift, energy boost, what have you, Jot Peterson clearly was a force of positive energy on a clubhouse that needed it and was a big reason why this team gained the confidence that it needed to not only make the postseason, but obviously win the World Series. And that's the thing that sticks out about Jot Peterson, and I know that there's more colorful ways to put it, but he, he does go about his business, business like he doesn't care. But I do think there, there is at least one thing that Jock Peterson cares about. He loves to have fun, and he loves to be a reason why others have fun as well. I joked with a few friends multiple times last year when we were watching Braves games that if I were to pick a team or create a team for a slow-pitch softball tournament, Jot, and I was allowed to pick one major league player, Jot Peterson would be the player that I would pick. Not only because I think that he would enjoy a cold beverage or two with us, but also because his left-handed swing is perfect for slow-pitch softball and occasionally mashing major league pitching. He's doing it again this year with nearly a 900 OPS. Jock Peterson's a very talented Major League player and hitter. But at the end of the day, the thing that to me will be remembered for years was though he was only here for a few months, the impact that Jock Peterson made on the clubhouse, becoming a fan favorite, and him embracing his time in Atlanta, it truly was incredible. And there's no doubt about it, it had an amazing positive impact on this franchise, this team, and this fan base. So the reaction that he garnered 
coming home. You know, the, the, the way the fans and the media and all that, that, that fun feeling that just kind of took over yesterday when he returned, it was legitimate, and it was for good reason, and it was deserved. Jock Peterson made an incredible impact both on the field and off of it for the Braves, even to the point of having a, you know, role to play in the creation of the Braves World Series rings. Jock Peterson is just a fun dude who you can tell loves doing what he does, and you can also tell that he's someone that teammates love playing with. So it's a lot of fun to see him in Atlanta. Hopefully, he continues his successful season at the plate once the Giants leave Atlanta. But it also is a lot of fun to have him back at Truist Park. And it's a lot of fun to see the interactions that he has with the players. And it's a good reminder of just how special last year was and how much of a role Jock Peterson had in playing in it. So obviously, I know that this is a Braves podcast. We don't necessarily talk about opposing teams' players that much. But we'll make a few exceptions this week. Hopefully, we'll also be able to talk about the return of Jock Peterson, the return of Freddie Freeman, just like we did the return of Jock Peterson, while also discussing a Braves win. Because the Braves have an opportunity to do that once again tonight, as Spencer Strider takes the mound. Now, Strider has certainly solidified his spot so far in the Braves rotation, but He's going against a pretty talented lineup that the Giants offer. And for the Giants, they'll also see the return of starter Anthony DeSclafani. Now, Anthony DeSclafani has been out for nearly two months. He's only made three starts this season. Had a very good year last year for the Giants. But he'll be returning for the to the mound for the first time in a few months in returning from injury. Perhaps the Braves can find a bit of success if they, if you know, DeSclafani runs into a bit of rust. But the bigger question for me is, can Spencer Strider continue to harness his control? Obviously, the stuff has been very good in terms of him missing bats, in terms of him keeping the ball in the ballpark, in terms of him being consistent. But can his control allow for Strider to go five, potentially six innings, get through the Giants' order a couple of times? That's what's going to be interesting to see. The Braves' bullpen should be well-rested from the fact that over the past few games, Braves' starters have gone, you know, seven or so innings. So the Braves' bullpen will be on call if Strider runs into trouble. But if the Braves can give him a bit of support early, the hope is is that Spencer Strider, now facing off against playoff-caliber teams, can he continue the success he's shown over the past month? It's going to be a lot of fun. Always fun to see Spencer Strider and his stuff on the mound. And considering how important these games are, hopefully the Braves offense will have a bit better showing tonight than they did on Monday night. But the end result will be the same. Another win for Atlanta. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and obviously free on all podcast platforms. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC. What a fun Monday and what a fun start to an important home stretch. Hopefully the Braves can make it three wins in a row and two wins to start this homestand, supporting Spencer Strider on the mound. Until tomorrow, have a great day. We'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer. <laughs>